Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. Uh, it's been a little bit, and that's because a lot of things happened. Uh, I'm an American, and that means I celebrated Thanksgiving, which means I took Thanksgiving break or Thanksgiving week off from the podcast and then some other stuff. So uh, coming to you not so live from America, more episodes. And you can tell that I'm ad-libbing a little bit because I don't have my usual hosts with me this week. Uh, this episode, we have uh, a returning member of the podcast. Oh That's right. Why don't you introduce God. yourself? Hi, it's Quok. I'm back. I, I think it's been like over a year since I've joined a podcast or like the last episode podcast, I think, because you guys have been killing it on your own. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, the last time oh, we had you on. Uh, I think it was almost a year ago because I remember the first episode was Stars Align and that was like early 2020, just as the COVID lockdown or before COVID was happening. And I was there for the anniversary of 2021 and I did some of 2021. And then throughout 2022, I don't think I've done too many, but our lovely listeners could probably go backtrack and check our episodes or we can ask our editor to go do it for us. I'm I'll, I'll check. I don't think I need to make Marina do that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I, yeah, it's been a while. I, it doesn't it feel been. like it's been a while because you and I talk frequently we do yeah, outside of the podcast but yeah podcast continuity wise uh you're like a, a long lost friend that's come back i'm back uh, and i'm having you on because it's time for me to pick your brain about events yeah uh, because uh our main topic involves conventions and i like to talk about conventions because i aside from doing the podcast one of the things that i do is co- uh convention coverage which is why they keep me around uh, but before we get into that, it's time to do a chart check, especially because we are nearing the end of the season. And so it's very exciting as, as shows are approaching their final arcs to see what's at the top and what's not. So let's get right into it. In first place, we have Bochi the Rock. Woohoo! In second place, we have Mobile Suit Gundam, the Witch from Mercury. In third place, we have Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. In 4th place, we have Mob Psycho 100 Season 3. In 5th place, we have Blue Lock. In 6th place, we have Chainsaw Man. In 7th place, we have Spy Family Part 2. In 8th place, we have The Eminence in Shadow. In ninth place, we have More Than a Married Couple, But Not Lovers. And in 10th place, we have Arknights Prelude to Dawn. Now, I have uh, recent events make me laugh a lot at um, at Blue Lock's placement. Uh, for those of you that care about football, and I mean actual football, not American football, Japan has managed to make it past the like qualifying rounds for the World Cup. It was a controversial goal, though, which is really funny. It's really funny. Uh, somebody in the uh, in the staff Discord posted uh, a, a tweet that had some like apparently FIFA had to like release actual video, being like, "Look, guys, it was technically still in stop molding," um, which I'm laughing at because uh, little known fact about me, I guess, to listeners. I normally root for Germany when uh, oh. when the World Cup happens because I, I've spent two summers in Germany. Uh, my high school had an exchange program. And the years that... So we would, like, host 
Germans in the U.S. for like three weeks, and then we would go over and stay with those same students' families for a couple of weeks. And the way that it worked is it was like every other year, and the years that the Americans went to Germany were either a World Cup year or they were a European Cup year. That's so amazing. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. When you're in Germany, you root for Germany. Uh, and that kind of just stuck around because while the U.S. men's soccer team has been doing pretty well this World Cup, not it doesn't get as much attention. Like soccer doesn't get as much attention in the no, U.S. as it probably not should. as much. It's I mean it's still popular, but it's not as popular relative to other countries. Like whole the whole more countries and more of its population get excited about football. And for here, I guess the reverse would be we get more excited about American football than soccer. Yeah, because we're weird. Um, we are. But also, I am half Japanese. And so, you know, I also sometimes root for Japan. So it was super hard to, like, pick one. And I think the funniest thing was after the uh, after the games that happened a couple days ago, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, dang, I guess I got to put these back in the box. And I have my, my German... Um, scarves from previous world cups oh that's really cute oh yeah uh, and i was like well back in the box i'll get back to that in four years um and here's the and... funny thing the japanese merch is actually not that expensive i will probably go and oh you gotta you gotta snag me some it. the blue lock the blue lock is real the blue lock is real though i i think it's important to correct there's been a lot of misinformation on twitter social media that the mangaka of blue lock made the designs of the japan team but it isn't what they did was they had the blue lock characters wear the designs there's a lot of like weird misinformation yes blue lock is real but keep keep your facts in check as well too because no the manga i don't think did the design and we'll probably go find out more information but there were really cool ads and I think you could check out our Twitter. I posted some photos of the Blue Lock slash, um, not slash, but Blue Lock X um, Japan team. It's really cool. Yeah, you're you're definitely. I'm gonna make a formal request for you to to grab me some. Uh, some you merch. got it. <laughs> I will you. do my best. But I mean, yeah, Blue Lock did really well. It was out of the top ten, re-entered into top five, and we'll see how it does later this week because the episode will be coming out. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam, very surprised. Uh, I mean, number two after uh, a hiatus last week, incredible. And then Bochy the Rock has just been well loved and in uh, our in our chart floatings right now as well too. And I think last I checked, it might be breaking like the top fifty of all time on my anime list and other uh, like ranking sets as well too. So it's been really interesting to see everyone love this slice of life yet. Well done adaptation. I haven't read the manga, but I've I haven't heard a either. lot of good things about how the anime has just made the manga so much more better. Isn't it a four coma initially? Yes, I believe so. Which is yeah. those adaptations are hard. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I think a lot of people are kind of I want to say skeptical, but it was definitely like in the background. I guess this would be the dark horse of the season in a way, but it's Absolutely. got a lot of love. I I think it's really funny because uh, Bochi the Rock and Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. I am in a I'm in a different Discord server for a mobile game that I play, uh, for for the troop that I'm in, which is basically like a little guild, and we have a a fan art channel which was initially uh fan art specifically for Review Starlight. Oh, whoops! I'm talking about Review Starlight again. Oh um, boy! But we have two separate threads now specifically for Bulchi the Rock and Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from That's Mercury. That's hilarious. Just because we needed to start keeping it organized because everybody was posting so many Twitter links. I mean, this is a really good series, and yeah, I definitely will, cannot 
wait to dive more into those two series because I think we'll definitely have a chance here at Anime Trinity really soon. So it's going to be very exciting. I, I am hoping to talk with some of the production staff, like to get the opportunity to talk with some of the production staff at Mobile right. Suit Gun and The Witcher Mercury because I went to the, um, the oh, event yeah, you at went to Anime the event. Expo. Yeah, at MXO, yeah. And the... I wasn't able to stay... Yeah, the Gundam thing. I wasn't able to stay for the whole event because it was like six and a half hours and an, oh, I had geez. other events. They had a ton of stuff, though. They had like a Gunpla building thing and they had some... Um, they had some of the special guests at the con who also happened to build Gunpla come and talk about them getting into the hobby. They had uh, some folks from Sunrise there to talk about the series. They had some folks from Legendary Pictures come. Um, and if memory serves, there's going to be a live action Gundam movie coming out sometime in the near future. Uh, which I know a lot of people are like, ooh, live action adaptations of anime but these are the same folks that did the the new set, the recent, most recent set of like Godzilla films, and also, if memory serves, like Pacific Rim. So yeah, that's correct. Like mm-hmm. big giant robot fights and big kaiju battles is something that they've gotten pretty used to, and they're pretty good at. We'll find out how well they do. It's really funny you mention Gundam Expo, though. Yeah, um, but I know one of the panels when they were talking about the Witcher Mercury, the thing that they were like, they, we want this to be a Gundam series that helps bring people into the franchise. And I really think they've hit the nail on the head with this one uh, because there are so many people that I don't think would have watched a Gundam show Me. are watching <laughs> The Witch from Mercury. And people that don't build Gunpla are buying kits. And I know this because Medi is at an anime convention right now in loving memory. He's not dead. We just miss him. Did and he just buy something? He bought he bought one of Suleta's uh, mobile suit and then bought another one for, I believe, a coworker. And then Nick messaged him going, yeah, can you pick up one for me as well? Oh my god, Nick. Oh, what is happening? This is a te- like a testament of how much we, we care about Gundam. That's and what I said was like, oh, is. working as intended. I mean, it is. I have to look up the tweet about it. But um, Kim Morrissey, one of the contributors for Anime News Network and also does a lot of content in the anime, I believe, uh, took a screenshot of an interview with one of the producers behind Gundam from Sunrise. I don't remember the name. You need to go pull it up. But the TLDR was that he was shocked when they invited a bunch of young school kids and students to their studio. And then they pretty much said, like, oh, Gundam's for old people. And he kind of made a mission to kind of show Gundam can be loved by everyone. And honestly, the results has just been immaculate on how well they've done. And it, I mean, I'm very happy for the franchise as well too because it's a bre- fresh, uh, fresh. Oh my Breath god! Here comes my t- thank you. My terrible idiots have come back. I'm sure you don't miss any of that. And, <laughs> nah, I love that. It's good stuff. Oh, it's it's terrible. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, the reason I mentioned the Gundam Expo because that was actually at Anime NYC too. Oh, nice. All right, cool. You're transitioning smoothly into our next topic, but before we get to that, I do want to mention. 12th place, my personal favorite. Do-it-yourself continues to climb. I'm so proud of it. It's working so hard. It's the only show I'm up to date on this season. It's working so freaking hard right now. I'm, I'm, I can understand why it's not doing as well. As, it's a niche show. Yeah, it is. Um, we, we loved it. Um, we, I think, Crunchyroll when I Expo. Fr- yeah, Crunchyroll Expo, we saw some stuff behind it, and we really, really enjoyed it, so... Uh, and you guys watched the first episode premiere. We watched the first episode, right? yeah. and it was really funny because Crunchyroll Expo, we had probably one of the largest 
like that was the most staff we've ever had from anime trending at one at one convention and we all sat together like there were like six of us all sitting right next to each other in the second row because they had reserved that for for press and for priority passes and whatnot and we were leaving and some of the staff uh from i believe high dive basically were like hey can we ask your opinions on the show and it's not on high dive it's not it's crunchyroll isn't it it's crunchyroll i thought it was yes Oh, that's why that's why it premiered at Crunchyroll Expo. I I watched this show and I can't remember what for, what um what. But you got you guys met platform staff. it's on staff behind behind some staff some staff or or people behind it that yeah. were promoting it mm-hmm. and they asked us our opinion and it was really funny because like we gave it and then later we had a meeting scheduled with some folks and it turned and out it, it was yeah, them. it was the same people <laughs> and so they arrived at the meeting place and they're like oh it's you and we're like oh okay hi it's, it's really funny so i'm very excited to to see what we can do and yeah i mean stay soon too because that was a really this is just one show behind the many production companies like involved they have a lot of really cool stuff coming out next year so i'm very excited yeah good show i've talked about it in previous episodes how much i like it so i won't i won't repeat myself too much <laughs> um let's see eminence and shadow still keeping it in the top 10 not as high as it was before but it's clean no. i mean i kind of get it uh it's still a lot of i think it could go back up because after this past week's episode um we finally got to see the 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 full power of the shadow oh, Garden. Is, does he do did he do i am atomic no he didn't do i am atomic but oh, okay. um he, without spoiling too much, uh, he finally intervened during the the student hostage, the school hostage. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, okay, very, I know where we are now. Yeah, the very cool battle happened. And I think next week is going to be a very laid-back, fan service episode because oh, the preview had bits of um, underwear and the... There's, so there's... Uh, there's oh, I forgot the name of it, but if you go to the Katakawa Anime YouTube channel, they have chibi versions of all of the... All of the numbers, characters. and they okay. do like fun skits. And the most recent skit was, um, I think, uh, Delta telling Alpha to you know get something more fashionable in terms of her underwear. Uh, but Alpha's like, I don't need to because I'm always moving around. I don't, and you know, and, you know, sports bra and everything is good. So it was really interesting one minute episode. Girls talk. Uh, it was really girls talk. It was so funny. No, we're not. That's why you can go listen to girl talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't talk about that on girl talk. No, they don't uh, talk about that. <laughs> Listen to Girl Taco anyways, though. Spotify Wrapped is started coming out, and uh, good stuff for them. I have oh, not yeah, checked they've been it for, great. for us. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, main topic. You said you set me up perfectly, and then I refused to follow through. But I mean, yeah, we're gonna fine. talk about we're gonna talk about Anime NYC. Yeah, Anime NYC that just happened this past November. It was two 14, weeks ago. 15-16. Uh, 2022 at the javits convention center in new york city really smack dab uh in new york city like you could see the empire state building from the convention center and i want to sit along one of the rivers i don't know which one the one that connects uh new jersey and new york i don't is that the hudson river i i've i don't know i've been I, in I new york know. twice and i think the last <laughs> time i was there i was 15 so don't expect me to remember anything also, I was, like, in a touring pick group for a Boy Scout thing, so, like, I, I was on a coach bus the whole time. I did not... I went to tourist attractions and cultural heritage sites, so... No worries. But... Anyway. Yes, Anime NYC, it just happened two weeks ago. Um, really, really fun convention, and it's still at its infancy. infancy. Um, it's only had a couple of shows, I want to say, starting around 2017, 2018, 
And my first time was actually in 2019 of November. We, uh, I went with Agnes, and that was our first time at Anime NYC. Um, so that was the past recollection. Uh, unfortunately, then COVID happened, and then the convention resumed in 2021. Uh, which and it became I wasn't, a super spreader, and it which, wasn't a super well, spreader. Well, actually, it wasn't a super spreader, but it was really funny because that was just when the COVID-19 Omicron variant was surging or starting to pick up. And they suspected one person that attended the event had it. Fortunately, that event was not a super spreader. But at the time, I remember the news coverage as well as the United States White House press conference was talking about, yes, there was a anime event and there might be a potential, you know, patient. Um, but uh, after doing uh, contact tracing and whatnot, they realized that, oh, yeah, it, it wasn't a super spreader event. The person got it elsewhere. But it definitely was a really funny uh, uh, coverage outline. But in a way, I think it helped establish the policies that still stayed this year. Um, there was a very strict uh, COVID-19 check policy, um, but they made it very convenient. I think what I did like about Anime NYC a lot is how well it's run. Um, at Anime Expo, I think in order for you to get the COVID-19 wristband, you had to go to a specific area. It was but a second at, line, yeah. It was a second line. But Anime NYC, if you had forgotten to get elsewhere, they had many other locations and stations and area that had the wristbands for COVID-19. And they just checked your vaccination card or whatever, and then that was it. Um, or I think they allowed negative tests, but I have to double check. Um, but even security guards or areas were ready to like check and then give you the wristband, and you were, you were in. Um Mass mandates were required, but it definitely felt a bit loose. Out of all the conventions I've gone to, Anime Expo was probably the least compliant. NYC had some compliance, but I think quite a bit of people weren't aware of it. Um, but San Diego Comic-Con was the most strict I've seen. It was 100% had to wear a mask. Otherwise, they would actually kick you out. So it was really interesting to see the different oh, um, security Comic-Con. protocols. Yeah, Comic-Con was really strict about the mask mandate, especially at the exhibit uh, center. <laughs> Um, but it was great. Uh, very happy with how Anime NYC has done a lot of things, a lot of great promotions. And what do you want to learn, James? I want. So you're speaking about promotions. Uh, so there's a couple big things that happen, like at every every uh, convention, which is like right headline <laughs> guests and headline industry presence. So since you're talking about promotions, let's talk about industry presence first. Who was there, and what were they showing off? the elephant in the room it's a really small indie mangaka called hajime isayama that's known for a you know attack on Titan. not a really big series no big deal uh, <laughs> you know it's not, not, not nothing too big no yeah. his panel was packed full it was full house so how big are these convention rooms by the way just so i can get a sense of scale here so from my understanding this was easily 2000 plus full oh so here's the funny thing with anime nyc which i think they're this is the one i think criticism i think I haven't. I completely get the. It's a technical aspect. Um, they allowed uh, panel reservations prior to the convention happening, and it was in early November, so a couple a couple weeks before it happened. And when they opened the tickets for Hajime Isayama, uh, the website crashed, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so I don't know like what the quantity and people that wanted to go, but there was a lottery system. So unfortunately, not everyone was able to see Hajime Isayama and wasn't able to get an autograph from him. But they'd had a really cool um, Attack on Titan manga exhibition um, from Kodansha Comics. 
and they had a really cool wall behind one of the one of the booths where you could write um, messages to Isayama, and I believe they gave it to him afterwards as well. So even though if you weren't able to see him, there was a really cool booth. But yeah, I, it was the only downside is fans I think weren't happy with the reservation, and um, it made sense, especially not wanting people to crowd around and wait. But it was tough to kind of enforce people to make sure they go to their panels and also clear up their standby line because there were standby lines. So if you were in a standby line, if the person that had a spot didn't show up, you could be let in. But even then, it was very challenging. And I understand it's a, it was, I think, a pretty newish system. I don't remember it happening in 2021, but I will have to double check as I did not attend. So there's one downside. But Hajime Sayama, very big guess. He... Uh, posted a lot, uh, shared a lot of really cool behind the scenes. I think Twitter went a little feral about some of the moments because um, he apologized during the panel about the controversial ending. I won't explain much about it. If you read the manga, you might be familiar with the controversial ending and people kind of like cheered. Um, but I think, uh, unfortunately, the wording of one of the tweets uh, made out uh, made it seem like people were cheering for the him to cry because he was crying also like he well, not crying but he said he wanted to cry because he was so happy people support um, so it was really interesting seeing a lot of um, response on the internet as well and I think I made some tweets as well too throughout the panel so I just know that was the big guess um, that time I got reincarnated to slime had a big exhibition as well we got to see the first few minutes of uh first few minutes of the new movie coming out scarlet bound and um they had some of the producers they had two of the artists uh i don't remember the name but one of it was studio die foundation represented from studio die foundation um kaguya was a really big one um aokoga the voice of kaguya uh, yeah. was there and oh nice well the producer um, it was really funny because they also had video comments from the other voice actors and so you had isiyama's uh, nice no, um uh, Ishigami's voice actor, you had Shiragana's voice actor, um, you had Chika's voice actor, and at the end of each video, like, how are you doing, you know, Aokoga-san, you know, are you taking care of yourself? Please, you know, get lots of presents for me. It was really funny, and <laughs> we got to see the first, I want to say, 10-15 minutes of the movie that is coming out later in either February or March of 2023 in the United States. Uh, it should be coming out in Japan uh, in December, and it, it, it does take place uh, during the holiday season, and it's a really fun uh, movie as well. Oh, excellent. I, I w- yeah, you were like, it should come out in February, and I was like, yeah, in Japan. And then you were like, in the U.S., and I was like, ooh, excellent. Yeah, it's actually a fast turnaround. I think a lot yeah. of people may not realize this is one of the faster turnarounds in terms of an anime movie because usually it's a good you know four or five, at least six months, sometimes a year, but we're talking two, three months, and it's going to be in the United States. And I think the timing is kind of cute to match with Valentine's, Valentine's which is a very yeah. big holiday here. Obviously, a little bit out of season because, you know, it's Christmas in the movie a little bit. Uh, it's very important. Um, I don't know the plot point of it as much, um, but it does continue off of season three. So do catch up if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, you have you have uh, you have the winter if you are an, if you are a student like I am you have winter break to get caught up on shows. That is true. Uh, good luck with everyone's exams if you're a student listening and procrastinating. Thank you for listening or for helping you during your study sessions. Uh, please continue to enjoy. But yeah, good luck. Good luck, James. Hope all goes well. Thanks. I'm gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, what else was it, there? Oh, oh yeah, I, I have one thing. Uh, it's interesting hearing about the the uh, Isayama-san's uh, panel yeah. and the, the mm-hmm. kind of pre-registering 
for oh, this panels. Was for many panels, yeah. It was many, yeah. many panels, not just Isayama as well. Okay, because I'm I'm reminded actually of uh this uh, I I watch a, a more YouTube than I probably should, but there's a channel called Defunct Land that talks oh. about yeah. And <laughs> I he know did what an you're episode, talking about. Mm-hmm. He did an episode on Disney's Fast Pass and all the different iterations that it went through, and I'm getting similar vibes because if if panel pre registration was available several you know like at the beginning of November, well, what happens if you miss the boat? What happens if you didn't buy your uh your thing by then? Uh, I I remember um. For Crunchyroll Expo, actually, and I managed to get it because I asked very politely, but um, when I got, when I finally finished registering as press, because the the press badges, that situation was, like, delayed a little bit more than regular attendees, it turns out that there was, like, a window of opportunity to sign up to get an autograph session. Like, they had had pre-registered for a lottery to get an autograph, and I had Uh, missed the window on that and had to, like... Uh, and then Matt also, who was who was at Country Luxe, we both basically had to be like, "Hi, yeah, we we didn't know this was a thing because we we didn't get the like updates for attendees because we hadn't finished our registration because it was a special registration." Uh, can we can we have can we it? Please let us have the thing signed. And they're like, "Okay, yeah, fine." But um, you know, if if we were regular attendees and we didn't know about it, or if we didn't, if we weren't sure if we were going until kind of the last minute, whether that be because we didn't know if we were going to get days off for it, right? Or sometimes, and this boggles my mind, I guess, because I use conventions as a way to see friends more than just go to see guests. But I know some people that basically don't decide to go until like all of the guests are out, and then there'll be like one or two guests that decide whether or not they actually go to a convention, but some of those guest announcements are like right down to the wire, like right before the convention. They are. So uh, we'll see, we'll see how the, we'll see how the, this pseudo fast pass situation works out. I think it will need to be iterated on. And I think overall it's a good idea and most fans are probably going to be okay with it. But when the website bricks, that's a big problem. It, It definitely is a sour taste for a lot of people, even though it was still lottery system. And if you didn't get it, it, kind of causes weird mental thing that oh because the website issues i didn't get in you know you know even though it's not your fault it feels like you know something prevented that from happening so and people had to take time out of their day to do it's not easy as well um we fortunately had the luxury of work from home or uh work from you know work from school remote learning but not everyone has that so to take time off to do that so i do hope they make some iterations that was definitely one of the unfortunate situations that happened and i mean i i, I sympathize we we run the anime trending website we've had technical glitches and traffic surges that happen and it's the reality of it yeah so outside of panels uh did you manage did you get a uh, chance to stop by the the vendors or exhibitors hall Fortunately, I did. That is the one thing I do like about the convention center layout. It's very easy to get between panels and exhibit hall. It's like three to five minute difference. Versus Animexo, it's so elongated. If that made sense, oh, like yeah, travel the LA to Convention South. Center is it's it is it is it an is adventure. Huge. It is an adventure. And let's just say getting into panels from the exhibit hall can get, take a good 10-15 minutes, really. Mm-hmm. But the Java Convention Center is really well done, and they actually didn't use the new wing that just finished building um, in the last uh, last couple of months. Like They just opened a brand new wing to the Java Convention Center, and that wasn't even used at all. But getting from the exhibit hall to the panels was a good maybe 
not even five minutes. Like it was very easy, very open. It's a beautiful building. Um, I do hope people get the chance to see it. Like it has a huge tall glass roof and you get to see a lot of the banners um, and exhibit hall was just right there. So of course you got like the hollow live um, production uh, folks were there. We had hollow live meets in New York city. So we had our usual you know, groups from hollow live, like Gura and Kuroni um, showing up and doing some live events. Um, High Dive, Sentai Footmarks was there, along with Crunchyroll had a couple of booths. They had a really cool Chainsaw Man um, exhibition thing that I didn't get a chance to take a video. They also had a little small booth, uh, not small booth, but like small display for Suzune, which is the new Makoto Shinkai film that's coming out. Oh, about the chair. Uh, the chair. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, I think one of the funniest things I posted, there was a quintessential quintuplet photo booth, and it looks like a like a small little wedding gallery. And when I walk up there, they give me the poster for the movie. And they're like, you've been invited to the wedding. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> it was really a little cheesy, but I get it. Uh, because the new movie has all of the quintessential quintuplets in bright outfits. And they had a, another photo op booth next to that area for Slime. That time I got reincarnated as a Slime. It was Rumidu in a uh, chair. As well as they had a new... Uh, <laughs> they had a inflatable broccoli uh, for Mob Psycho. Oh, because, for Mob, oh, yeah, yeah. Ito. Yeah, Sitsu Ito, the voice of Mob, was at Crunchyo Expo. I'm sorry, the Crunchyo Anime NYC. And Crunchyo had a booth for, uh, for the broccoli, which I think was really cute. So there was a lot of that. Uh, Aniplex had two major areas. If you're a big FGO fan, they made some reveals on the upcoming arc or yeah, stage. Yeah, uh, Lost Bell 5.5. I, I tuned in for some of the live stream because that's one of the nice things I like that anime, uh, that Aniplex of America does. They did. They live streamed. They even live streamed the Kage event too. Of course, not the movie, but they, they live streamed the, the, the interview panel with uh, Aokogo, which was really cool. I, I like that they do that. It's It's great for folks like me that can't make it to every convention. Exactly, they can't make it. So it was really cool to see that. And if you're a big fan of FGO uh, USA, um, they had some, uh, uh, like the the standees for some of your favorite servants. And then after the panel, they they revealed more because I remember coming back the next day. I'm like, wait, these weren't here. Uh, so it was really cool. And of course, behind uh, Witch of the Holy Night, the new upcoming visual novel from Type Moon, they took out a huge banner at the entrance and had a whole. Uh, exhibition side as well too which was awesome as well as some display art for the upcoming fate strange fake uh so excited i'm so excited i'm very excited for that that's coming out december 31st i believe it'll be a little special so very excited to see that and of course if you're a fan of genshin impact they had a huge booth the line there was crazy of course Uh, no surprise there and then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, they had the Gundam uh, Expo, which I was really happy to see. And unfortunately, I don't think they had that much Witch of the Mercury merchandise. And I think most of it sold out besides the hats. But they did have some displays of um, Suleta, as well as some of her Gundams. Not in quite Gumplo form, but kind of like figure format, which was really yeah. cool. And that's the funny thing, too, when you mentioned about guests. Because I think that happened with um, Gundam Expo. I don't remember the band name because... So much happens during these conventions, and when you're there for both like press industry and also as an attendee, so much is going on. Like you sometimes don't realize what is what's it happening. It is. It is trying to. It is like trying to drink from a fire hose. I remember when it I really went is. to ASEN in 2019, and like you were there, but you were there on like official business, and I was there for press stuff, uh, and I had to try to do like four things at once. It is. And tough. I missed so much stuff. That's why I hope some of you guys can go with me because it was just me this year from Anime Trending. Um, like I said, last year, Ag- not last year, 2019, Agnes joined me, uh, but it was just me this year. So 
that's that was that was rough. I definitely burnt out a little bit. Um, it's but okay. Fortunately, I'm gonna try to make it work next year. I hope you join me. But it is announced for November 17, 18, 19, 2023. And it is operated by a very great organization called Left View Media. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, we talked about Medi. He's actually at Anime Frontier right now, I believe, which is happening in Fort Worth, Texas. And they're behind many other small events as well, too. So I'm very excited to see how they push Anime NYC. But yeah, back to Gundam Expo. The reason I brought that up was because there was a band, I think, that performed one of the theme songs to the previous Gundam. Um, they weren't even sure if they were supposed to attend or could attend and perform because with the performance, you have to get a specific visa here in order to enter the United States. Oh, because really? you're making a performance, that's like a commercial thing. It's very different than visiting as a guest because as a guest, you're kind of just there to promote things. It's you're not really selling anything. I don't know if it's tourism. I'm not a, a immigration lawyer nor understand how visa process works because visa is very complicated. I have, I'm going to go to the State Department website when we're done because I have to figure this Honestly, out. Honestly, I think it's the most important thing to learn because for bands or music artists, it's very complicated and unique. And I think a lot of it has to do with like protecting artists here in the United States. So... Yeah, they weren't sure if they were going to perform, but they did perform ultimately. And in the video, when they were, in, it was like posted like two days before the event. They're like, if you see this video, that means we're probably performing. But we right now are making this video, which is a couple of days before we're supposed to leave. We don't know if we're going to perform or not. And I'm just going, what the heck? So it's Brilliant. it can be very it can be very challenging, especially when it comes to visa application immigration. So that's also partially why getting guests and announcing them can be very challenging as well too yeah someday someday we'll have to have a uh a like behind the scenes operating a convention episode because you and i both have a unique amount of experience with that as well as like viewing things on the press side so yeah absolutely anything else james you'd like to learn from anime nyc i have a plethora of knowledge to share um, let's see. I, I'm looking at my, my sheet of notes and let's see, we've talked about who runs it and roughly how big it is. We've done some Actually, panels. I haven't talked about how big it is. Oh, how, yeah. Uh, how big is it? Anime NYC, well, the convention center stuff, I think is one of the largest in the United States. Um, it I mean, is, it's New York, so I wouldn't be surprised. Is, oh yeah, it's massive. And for context, um, it's next to a, a really cool new place called the Hudson Yard and has the Vessel, which is an exhibition that I unfortunately got the chance to go to in 2019. Unfortunately, it closed due to some, some incidents, and they're trying to fix that. But previous numbers in the past, at least in 2021, um, and I think around 2019, they had easily passed 47,000 to at least 53,000 people, respectively. And I'm looking at the numbers right now. Yes, they started in 2017 with just 20,000 estimated attendees, and in 2021 had 53,000. So I imagine this year would be around the same because they did sold out and had some cap in terms of attendees due to COVID-19 restrictions. So it is it was definitely um, quite a significant thing as well, too. Oh, by the way, Trigger was also here. Um, some of the folks from the Trigun Stampede Studio Orange were also there as well. Now that I look at the list, so a lot of Japanese guests, but... Of course, if you've gone, if you're a fan of American uh, voice actors and guests, they had Robbie Damon here as well. I didn't realize that apparently Rosalie Chang was also there. Um, which I did not realize. I know Gurtaku had a had a chance to talk to her. Um, yeah, so we had good, that was a good of, episode. That was a very good. episode. It was a great episode. Uh, but yeah, um, a lot of American guests as well too. But if it, that's a nice thing, if you're not too deep into the Japanese side, um, there's everything for you, which is great. 
But yeah, in terms of attendee, then that's about the size. I'll have to look into the raw numbers behind the Javits Convention Center because that's how nerdy I get about that. But going there, I knew they definitely did not use all the space. And Anime News Network published an article talking to Left Field Media saying that Anime OC plans to use the space uh, in the Hudson Yard area next to it. And I went there. It's a really nice mall. Um, it's really beautiful. It's Imagine like a three, four-story mall and it just has glass uh, glass walls to kind of separate everything. Really beautiful. And it was just in time for Christmas. So they had a lot of Christmas lights. And just outside, they had a ton of open green space that really could be utilized with the Javits Convention Center. So I'm very keen to see what they plan to do with the two spaces for 2023. That sounds that sounds really cool. I, I am curious. Uh, do you have to go outside to get between the two buildings? For Between the Hudson Yard and Javits Convention Center, yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> we'll have to go between the two. But... Everything was in one location this year, and most of the action is inside the Javits Convention Center. So once you're in, you're in. You don't need to go out. It's really funny because the Starbucks line on the first day was so freaking long. They have an actual Starbucks inside, uh, which I don't think ha- is exists in the Los Angeles Convention Center. Uh, but no. because it was cold, and I'm talking like minus eight. Oh, for the non, uh, for the for the Americans. Um, that's Celsius, so it's like what they're under thirty to like twenty eight at the morning of some of the days. It was cold. That's uh, fine. I'm to used, the convention I'm, center. I don't want to say I'm used to it because that means that I'm immediately going to get sucker punched by the weather here. But that is not an unfamiliar temperature. So, but for some folks, I won't say who. Um, it definitely was a bit cold for 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 my taste, but. Yes. That's something to keep in mind. It is in November. I think that's a very important thing for conventions to keep in mind. Yeah. All right. So uh, one more question before we wrap things up. And this is something that I I guess... This is a question that I usually give to a lot of guests that I interview. uh, Which is, (laughs) tell me a funny story. Like, did something happen at the convention that you didn't expect? Or, I mean, most of the things you've talked about have been kind of funny stories. But was there something kind of unexpected or that I haven't asked about so far that you want to bring up. Here's the tragedy. There's definitely a lot of funny stories and moments that happen at Anime NYC, but I can't say it because it's too confidential, which yes. is unfortunate uh, to, to share because I went myself. So there wasn't as much funny moments to share. For example, when we're with a group, you guys may have interactions and unexpected things to happen as well too. Uh, so I wish I could share them but being kind of vague remember that you talked about the folks we saw at Crunchyroll expo um that you guys saw at the diy premiere and then we ran into them in uh, in a meeting afterwards uh, i saw one of them unexpectedly and i didn't know the individual was at the convention so it's definitely a moment like a pikachu shocked face almost like oh you're here and oh, it was very goodness. fun uh, but the individual was very busy for a lot of stuff and yeah. hopefully we'll catch up but it was definitely a moment of wait a minute, P- shock Pikachu face. Uh, actually, there's a couple of shock Pikachu face moments where it's like, wait, you're here. I didn't know you're here. Like, what? So there was, I think that's the cool thing about convention. You'll run into like, oh, wait, what? You're you're, you're here. I, 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 you didn't tell me. And like, well, it was very last minute. And I'll, truth be told, it was also very last minute for me to go to Anime NYC. I was not planning to go to Anime NYC previously. So I wish I was had some funny moments, but yeah, there's there a lot of, confidential stuff unfortunately cannot share yet and no worries uh, that is the 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 secret sauce behind some of the stuff but 
the secret anime oh sauce. i mean i wouldn't say it's funny i mean it's actually no it is funny okay actually, i can't sh- share this one uh well as we talked about medi uh he was at the convention center doing work as he is right now at anime frontier so he showed me around it was really funny because he gave me some of the freebie stuff and nice. it was kind of like him swaying me to to enjoy the the, the 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 media that he's selling oh i do remember one funny thing about that so he's they're representing uh, a franchise, and I'm not sure. I'm being vague about this because I'm not we, sure. We have not to. brought it up in the podcast of memories. Okay, so I want to make sure. So that's him being vague about that. it uh, to pr- to protect our friend because we want to make sure he's okay, especially since now he is involved in the industry quite extensively. Funny enough, so he had this uh, franchise that he's enjoyed, and they had some of the standees of the characters, and they're like you know five six standees. So imagine. Um, you know, you got the main protagonist kid, you got you got the mom, you got not the mom, but the female characters, you got the support characters. And I found out that one of it is his like, quote unquote, work daddy or something like he loves the character. And <laughs> I didn't know which one it was. But when I looked at the, the lineup before I ran into Manny, I'm like, oh, I already know who it is. <laughs> Like, I just Brilliant. immediately knew, like, oh yeah, that that's the character, and of so course weird. he con- he confirmed it to me as he asked me to take a photo uh, for him in front of uh, his his uh, his favorite character. Uh, hopefully, Medi doesn't shoot me out for this too much, but I'm sure it'll be okay. But it was really fun. It just reminds me. Speaking of standees, uh, I think it was at Anime Expo. We first of all, Nick managed to get a picture of him working because the press lounge was like above the exhibit oh, yeah. area. Yeah, so yes. it's just a little video of him moving boxes, which is iconic. Um, but then also, like a couple days after the convention happened, he sent me a message just like somebody stole one of our standees. Oh no! Hopefully, no one stole their standees. That's, That's a problem, a actually. Right now. <laughs> That's become a weird problem right now. I I never would have imagined it. I talked to some folks from Aniplex of America at Crunchyroll Expo as well, because apparently something similar had almost happened. Which is like... Really? I, I guess I'm just kind of surprised, because they're not small things. No, they're really not small things. So for it to just kind of disappear meant someone wasn't looking. Well, at Crunchyroll Expo, I think... I, I don't know if anything got stolen, but they did have a cutout standee of Chisato and Takina from yes. Likurus Rico, Rico Rico. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone attempted something for those characters. But fortunately for how they structured it at uh, Anime NYC, you, it was kind of like a smaller, cool room. Um, you can probably look on our Twitter account. I posted some photos. It kind of reminisce the uh edo japanese style the bushi bushido kind of era because it's kind of the news lock lost belt 5.5 and it had this really cool ambience but all the standings are kind of in one location wasn't kind of standing out for yeah. them but yeah you're, you're you're mentioning it is becoming a interesting problem our good folks at uh uh domo arigato thanks uh he's on twitter he's very prominent within the vtuber industry i believe he went to one of the conventions in texas and took the standee for Kason from V Shoujo and posted it on Twitter. I'm just going, oh my god, he actually he actually did it. Wow. So, uh, I don't know if it was a meme. And then bragging about it all Well, that's the thing. He was there also hosting a panel for V Shoujo. So okay. I imagine it was also a skit, but it was really funny in the moment of like, oh, he he took he took Kason. Alright, cool. Cool. Yeah. That is that is something uh that admittedly, like, I will never stoop so low as to do something I'm not allowed to because I, I'm not that bold. But I want an anime standee to just have. I want one too. I like if honestly, because oftentimes 
if you ever get into exhibition and display, you'll understand there's a lot of prep work prior, before, shipping, logistics, obviously, to get products there. Sometimes they just need to get rid of the stuff, and I just wonder when's, you know, sometimes it's worth asking, hey, do you need this still? Oh, obviously, yeah. for many of them, they do for other they conventions do, and yeah. shows. It, they reuse it, but sometimes it might be the last show or the last time they're using it, and I wonder if that opportunity will ever come up to where, oh, yeah, we don't need this. You can take it. I'm like, ooh, hello. Uh, but that happened once at an old AX actually for the Steinsgate crash event. Uh, they had a really? bunch of they had a bunch of standees of all the characters, and I was like, "Hey, what happens at the end of the like? I've never seen those standees before. What happens to them?" And literally, one of the staffs like, "Yeah, at the very end of this event, mind you, this is a thing that went from like nine o'clock p.m. until two in the morning." Oh, uh, right, it's a they were like, yeah, at the end of this event, event, we'll be giving them away, and so like you could tell people wanted to leave, but they knew that the giveaway was happening. So at That's around hilarious. like one thirty. People were just idling there, waiting for them to announce it. And I didn't get one, even though I was early in line because it was a rock, paper, scissors contest. And I didn't Aww. win in rock, paper, scissors. Ah, anyway. Um, That's funny because rock, paper, scissors is a, is a really, really big thing. Or knowledge one. Um, so uh, the Aniplex booth, they had a couple knowledge games to win signed figure, like boxes. Like the boxes were signed from the voice of Altaria Pendragon. So Yeah, I saw they, I, I think, had... I saw them show it off, uh, the figure, and then I think she signed it during the panel. I think so as well, too. I was watching on the live stream, but don't remember it. Everything's a fog now on what happened to Anime NYC because so much happens. But yeah, like, that's the cool thing about these conventions. You could get, honestly, one-of-a-kind products, which I think is is fantastic. Yeah. So if you, dear listener, are interested in Anime NYC or have thought about going, this is our shining endorsement. You should go. We, we, I had endorsed it. And people ask me what I think about the show, and I will come back without a doubt. Even if it's snowing, because that does happen at New York City, I will go back. Uh, it was a really fun convention center. Um, yes, it gets crazy and busy because you are on Manhattan Island, but... Just the proximity of things in terms of food, things to see, all that kind of exploring. It, it's incredible. Uh, very, very unique experience for sure. And highly recommend. And definitely stay tuned. I know we've been talking about trying to write more detailed information on kind of how to survive an anime convention. And since we've gone to so many of them, very happy to kind of share insights behind each con. Because each con is unique and different in terms of what you need to prepare. Especially when it comes to weather, logistics, things that you just don't really think about until you do it. So, but yeah, if you think about or think about going to NMOC, definitely recommend going if you get the chance and hopefully I will return next year and some of the animatronic staff will as well. And yeah, James, we'll have I hope a to see you there. Report. Yes, please come. Please join me. It was it was very fun. I had a I had a lot of good t- uh, I had a really good time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much Kwa, for joining me. Uh it's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um Maybe you'll come on another time. We'll figure that out. I only we usually only plan like maybe three months of podcasts at a time, so who knows? But uh, thanks so Thank much for for, for joining us. And yes, for all the listeners, we'll see you next episode. Uh, get ready for some anime trending award prep because it's Ooh, almost that time of year. It's that time of year. Good luck to all our nominees and soon to be nominees. Voting still is ongoing for the fall 2022 anime season so good luck to all the nominees and or soon to be nominees and we shall see who wins thanks so much everybody we'll see you next time bye-bye